listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochrane. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show. <coughs> <coughs> oh, no, it's not Alan Cochrane. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry. What, what am I, chop liver? You can... Um, te- um, yes, this is Frank Skinner <laughs> what with... What a start. Um, oh, it's what good to start. be back. It's the worst ever start. With Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with oh, us. Hello. This morning. Hooray. I'm going to have to be like... <laughs> I feel I should be like sycophantic posse and sort of clap now because oh, you didn't you. get the mention. But, you know, he was just on a roll. When he, when the genius is on a roll, you have to just let him go with it. And I think... love genius on a roll. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with a uh, deal pickle. <laughs> anyway, you can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter, at Frank on the radio, email... Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. It's the worst opening to the show there's ever been in nine years. You welcome. haven't heard it when I've presented it. Well, welcome. Uh, of course I listen to it. I'm like, it was like when Hank presented the Larry Sanders show. And he said, oh, haunted. So, um, hello, Steve. Hello. Lovely to be back. Welcome it's been, back. It's been a year. Has it been a year? Goodness I me. love having you here, and I'm saying that in spite of the fact that you're wearing a short-sleeve shirt. So there you go. <laughs> Coach driver sleeves in the house. Has he got I, I pens need... in the pocket? He's got a coach driver sleeve. He's checking on all the seats as he goes down. <laughs> I, I always, I like coming here because I always learn that I'm wearing the wrong thing. I can think I'm looking okay and then discover of, I'm hopeful. One of my favourite TV adverts at the moment is, and I profoundly disagree with online betting, but there's an online betting uh, ad with, mm. a, with a coach driver. Mm. And everyone's at the football ground, and he, he's looking at, and he's won. He's picked the right score or whatever. And and the actor, whoever he is, who probably thought he'd be playing Sir John Falstaff by now, <laughs> but he's playing this coach driver with no lines. He just does a little look and a nod yeah. that he's won, and it's it's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely. He is actual, a great actor. Yeah, it's, that's guy. Rob Toefield, I think. He was from Do you a, know a, who he is? A, you are having a laugh. It's from a very uh, lovely comedy duo called Colin and Rob. They, they went on a long journey for their name. Do you know people in ads and things? This is That's an extraordinary great skill. That you've identified the, the obese um, coach driver. Particularly now obese. you've called him I mean, obese. Well, he's playing obese. I'm not saying he is. Well, when do you say playing? I mean, does he look like he's had padding or...? No, he looks okay. like he's uh, had, had planning. Someone, someone who knows him now might sort of say, oh, listen to the Frank Skinner podcast. You get, a, you get a lovely mention, but then it stop listening as soon as your name, turn your radio off straight no, away. No, no, but no, 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 listen, because I think it's important to make this point. Yeah, go on. I went to see um, Don Kirk this week. Oh, ah. did you like it? I thought it was fantastic. However... Neighbor of you. <laughs> my um, my big um, in brackets about that is why every young soldier mm. who was in it was absolutely beautiful. They looked like oh, someone had gone into a catwalk modelling thing for yeah. Joseph and said, "Look, guys, I'm sorry, but we're calling you up. You've got to go to Donker." <laughs> and they were all Harry Harry Styles is one of the well, soldiers. I know H Styles. Uh, Harry Styles doesn't stand out. Really? As being good looking. They're all good looking. Daisy, should we get some tickets for this one? <laughs> no, but they, oh, I saw it when they say it. <laughs> That's our Chippendales night out, Frank, at my age. But I. Where is the ugly people lobby? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, but where, where are why are silence? You know when there's like you know something and say there isn't um, there isn't black people in it, or is there enough women in it, or, uh, or there isn't enough people with working class accents? Those right. people stand yeah. up and say. Hold so, on a minute. Where are the ugly people yeah. saying, hold on, are you saying everyone in Dunkirk... Um, Dunkirk needs to check it. the threes, it. is what you're saying. Yeah. Because the nines and the tens are getting an awful lot of airtime these days. And actually, why the teeth are too good, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. The, teeth, the teeth are great. Teeth. But I accept that. It needs to okay. check its perfect cheekbones privilege. <laughs> I used mm, to work yeah. as a medieval teeth double in films <laughs> so you know I've, I've, I've taken advantage of, the, of the, the, the perfect teeth but honestly it's a brilliant film but I, come on it's, it's a very good it's a staggeringly good film and it's now forever Is ruined it? Well, also, I can't go to that. I wish your mate was in it from Robin Robin (laughs) Dick. Colin Colin and Rob. Colin and Rob. He would have been brilliant. You're telling me there were no um, big-boned people at Dunkirk? (laughs) (laughs) Ma, you can imagine the little boats arriving and say, "Um, do you mind waiting for the next one, mate? (laughs) We'll have... uh... And what about Kay Bran? He's in it. Has he aged well? Oh, okay. he looks great, yeah. Oh, yeah. does he? Okay. If one thing he's got mm. is the his upper lip. Oh, it's like that. I don't think it was ever stiffer than it is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Than it is in this film. He's yeah, he's so British officer. It's fantastic. Mm. Okay. I think one of the fighter pilots plays Morrissey in the new Morrissey film as well. So it's right. the, the, the one I wish who you knew Tom more information, Hardy. Steve. You you do know. And which comedy double act is he in? Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's too. He's too beautiful to Sid, be a comedian. Sid Little plays Himmler. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you could get away with that. Change your glasses. <laughs> Who do you think should play Himmler from popular comedy? <laughs> Eight, twelve, fifteen. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I ate at an unaccompanied asterisk. Oh, I know. He was. I was in, Remember, I was in Gaul once. <laughs> no, I, no, but you know when you see an asterisk, you look to the bottom of the page for an explanation. Who was his fat mate, Asterix? O- Obelix. Oh, I think yeah. he was that bloke from Colin and. I know this is. <laughs> I know this is a late piece of advice for him, but if you're, you know, if you're carrying that kind of weight, don't wear blue and white striped trousers. No. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate he's not only a cartoon character, probably no longer with us, even in cartoon terms. It was so long ago, but the clothes. And he, and he had a bare top. No, blue and white striped. A stri- torso and a blue and white striped trouser. Who's wears well, that maybe, if you're overweight? Maybe he'll come back, he's lost all the weight and he's now waiting for a skin transplant. <laughs> and it's just a grotesque cartoon to look at. Yeah, but when, they, when they met the live action version of it, your mate will walk straight into that part. <laughs> I'm going to cast, next thing I do, I'm going to cast him in it. I can <laughs> tell from that second in the advert that he's a really good actor. And I tell you what, I think he could play a really moving drama type part as well, but he won't get the part, he'll get to some model who's rubbish. Well, <laughs> exactly. And in oh, fact, damn I- it! I was just um, having a bit of a moan off air, listeners slash readers. Moana, that's what we call it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I remembered the day, my parents' day, when these people went into acting. They had snaggle tooths, they had bruises, they had, you know, not the best figures, some of these people. William Hartnell's teeth, they're unbelievable. (laughs) They're unbelievable. There's a whole fan site dedicated to them. There should be. But when did it suddenly become, as you say, that the prerequisite was being... You know, Stone Cold Fox. Those, those people have always got work, but you know, we're, not everyone at Dunkirk. That's just not fair. 
Yeah. Ridiculous. I'll tell you the other thing as well. Now, I want to work out whether this is me getting older or yes. whether it is a trend. Yeah. But to me, I would say maybe 65% of the dialogue in Dunkirk. If you go on your own, it's like that. Oh. I, I get, I got, I missed most of it. It's all right, because not much dialogue in it. And, you know, yeah. if there's an aeroplane coming at, and somebody says something and they run away, I know it's the it's equivalent the natural, of it's the new look out, The script Steve. was written by Norman Collier. Oh, was <laughs> it? <laughs> it's the new naturalism, though. Yes, yeah, so I've heard. They love this new naturalism. I like Brief Encounter. You're in love with her, weren't you? I like everything <laughs> enunciated. When the cakes get knocked out, no, yeah. I'm oh, look at me, Ben, Brief. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like. Yes, I do. I do. I'm, 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 I'm. If I was on here on a Saturday morning <laughs> saying, OK, morning, and people would, would turn it off. But I was we speaking to that. someone who directed something and said to the actor, sorry, I couldn't quite tell what you were saying then. This is a true story. And the right. actor said, oh, no, 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 that's my style of acting. <laughs> this could, it could oh. be Peter Beardsley and Kenny Dalgleish having their own radio show. <laughs> well, I really... I, I was just an IMAX. It's not like it was, you know, it was yeah. mega loud stuff. Let's get ready to mumble. <laughs> oh, I love that's, it. That's what they should say over the Psych. When you enter the door of Rada. <laughs> they should say that. It really, honestly, drove me crazy. Um, i got some thoughts on acting. I want to run by you, actually. Oh, I look forward to these. Well, you've acted, Steve. Have you I, acted? I, I have acted a tiny bit. Have what you? have you been in? What have you uh, been? I've been in uh, the sitcom We Are Clang. Oh, uh, yeah. My own sitcom. And that's that good. Pretty much oh, yeah. never acted again after that. <laughs> well, I was in uh, oh, quite a few things. Oh, really, you were in too a lot numerous of things. to mention. I was a child actress, Steve. I, I, don't know, if you I know. know. Well, uh, you were in SOS Titanic. Oh, I we think, should. I think uh, that, yeah. Actually, I think we had um, a communicate. We should talk about that. We yeah. had a communique. We had a communique. SOS Titanic. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I could list them, but, you know, come on. Well, People have got the, things the to Well, down obviously. Yeah, Nanny, uh, The Professionals. Brilliant. Yeah. Nice. Well, then, then I'm in good company. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to it. Absolute. 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 Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've had a couple of suggestions for who could play Himmler. Oh. Glad to see. <laughs> yeah. 803 says Stephen Merchant. 317 oh, Hen- Henning Venn. Well, that's, that's, that's route one, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> Stephen Merchant's a good call. I think it's a very good show. I think that. he'd be great. Yeah. He's a bit too benign, though. Well, I think that... And that, shines through his lovely face. You find that face. with Himmler. Um, <laughs> no, no one finds that with Himmler. I know, but he, he looks like he might be, and then he's Oh, like, I see disgusting. what you mean, yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazi is one of the few people you can talk about that, like that yeah. on air. No one's... There's no one saying, you know, absolutely. It's not like when I was body shaming Obelix, (laughs) which I've done this morning. 099 suggests that Simon Pegg could play Himmler if he dyed his hair. Yeah, I think that's that's a good cause. I didn't think this would be a genuine texting (laughs) who could play Himmler, but here we are. We can move through. I think I could probably. um, It could be a a Himmler. I think I'm skinny enough. And also, I've got the temper for it. What's <laughs> happened there? This is a strange turn of events. You suddenly put yourself forward. <laughs> there oh, is so a, it's all gone a bit Perkins. This, now we understand. You've <laughs> played the long game. There isn't this. a Himmler movie. Can I make that? <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Um, though, you know, off the back of Donker, 
Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Do you think the inhabitants of Dunkirk feel slightly resentful that we've slightly appropriated their spirit, as it were? Oh, the spirit of Dunkirk. Well, we've made it a British thing, but of course it's not yeah, British, Dunkirk is it? Spirit, that's true. It's like us saying the spirit Parisienne or something <laughs> about ourselves. Yeah, so if they did anything yeah. that was really sort of lovely, yeah. you know, communal and upstanding, they couldn't say, oh, that's the Dunkirk <laughs> yeah, spirit. Yeah, yeah. So no, that's say, ours. No, no, I think that's fine. That's a, that's a British thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How would we feel if we had the spirit de Birmingham? Yeah. And in fact, the Dunkirk if the spirit... French people talked about that? I'd be all right yeah. with that. The Dunkirk okay. spirit involves leaving Dunkirk as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Getting out of there by any means possible is what it involves. It's true. I think the people of Dunkirk, the Dunkirkians... I've been hard done by, Frank. Hard done? <laughs> I mean, late review and all, but still. Yeah. And also, if you live in a place that sounds a bit like um, William Shatner's CV... <laughs> <laughs> Because the music is by Hans Zimmer, speaking of... Uh, is it? Deutschland. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's he's good. good. I was on the one show with him once. This is when I felt... Well, with them all, Steve. <laughs> this is when I felt I'd been more trusted by the media. Because, you know, when yeah. I started off, I was seen as a slightly loose cannon, I think, as a bit of a loose banjo cannon. You were. But yeah. you were a bit seen as a bit Hawaiian shirt and, japes. And now I'm so trustworthy that they gave, on the one show, which is live primetime television with Hans Zimmer... They gave me a picture of him and they said, can you draw a funny moustache on this? Oh, wow, that's, that's trust. And I went for, like, the handlebar yeah. job. I, I think I might have gone for Fu Manchu, <laughs> which I know is borderline, but compared it's, to where I could have gone. It's good, because you'd worry, if, if you hear Hans Zimmer, you'd worry that someone's going to about to hand you a walking frame now that you're 60. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here oh, we go. Steve. We go with the answer. <laughs> oh, Steve. I've been framed. <laughs> um... Anyway, here's one of the, the, the acting. You know, they, they're all about real, real, so you don't, you don't have to be heard, because well, this is mm. a bit... But in real life... IRL, I believe it, the kids say. <laughs> yeah, I, IRL, yeah. when you're talking to someone <laughs> and they say... Um, <laughs> what you say is, what did you say? <laughs> you never see that. In, you never see that in drama. Wouldn't it be great if that was written into dramas? You know, what? Yeah. <laughs> What? I was saying, uh, I'm sorry, I can't. What are you saying? Or someone mispronouncing something and someone correcting them. Yeah. I'd love that. Or somebody just saying Wouldn't the wrong word. Wouldn't you love word? that? The way you said Descartes and someone said, oh, actually, it's Descartes. Yeah, you the way you wrong. say the wrong word yeah. in life. Yeah. yeah. Really, if there's a really emotional scene, oh, sorry, I spat on you when I said that. <laughs> yeah. And they, and they say, what? <laughs> no, sneezing. Sneeze, almost no sneezing unless it's a major plot point. Or the mobile should be going off a lot as well. Come on, I mean, not in Dunkirk, obviously, but there should be stuff like to be or not. Hold on, (laughs) 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 or not to be. That that they weren't real. These people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you just you got some pesto in your teeth. Just sort it out. I can't. I can't look at it. Carry on. Well, they do do that in um, Deadpool. You've got something in your teeth, yeah. Well, he's, I... being, he's being tortured by a bloke and, he's, and he says to the bloke, actually, you got something in your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend Deadport. Very, very fine. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Now, uh, we've, we've had a tweet uh, just now from Johnny Mullins saying, I want to hear more about Emily's acting career. And we've previously... On 0898. <laughs> We've yeah. previously been contact, contacted by Tetrarch Angel 
who said who who said according to oh, one of to... yours, Frank. No. Oh, okay. The Archangels. <laughs> Thought they were your lot. Tetrarch. But wasn't te- Tetrarch? I'm getting mixed up with Petrarch now. The yeah. poet. Oh, it's very. Oh, I don't people just call it be like Steve Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Remember him? Okay. <laughs> Uh, and they say, yeah, according to IMDb, you played Child Uncredited. Oh, in, come well, on. they call it The Titanic. That is the one. But okay, I don't understand how you can say, according to I... What's, what is it? What's the initial... IMDb, Internet, Internet Movie, Movie Database. Internet Movie Database, yeah. Okay, according to IMDb, you played Child Uncredited, <laughs> because that's a credit, isn't it, Child Uncredited? <laughs> yeah. That's IMDb. true. How do they know this? Well, I like the idea of being Child Uncredited. That might be my album title. That was the old days. That was like the, the modern version of Little Children Should Be Seen yeah. and Not Heard. Now, well, they used to occasionally, and I'm going to name and shame these people, if they needed us to shoot some more scenes, they would, on this very film, they would come in and the producer personally gave us five, I said, do you want five pounds? Brilliant. And then we had to uh, roll... I mean, it was pretty unpleasant what we were having to do. We had to pretend we were really hungry and we'd seen food for the first time in ages. So we were stuffing our faces full of food. What? what, what how does that happen on oh, t- no, that the Titanic? that wasn't Titanic. Oh, excuse me, that was Memoirs of a Survivor with Julie Christie. Sorry. Oh, well, I mean, you c- I was going to say they had food on the Titanic. Yeah, but, you know... As sure as they also had water. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I was playing someone um, in the upper section of the boat. Oh, I see. Um, Fair yeah, enough. I like, I like that the film was called SOS Titanic. Just the SOS needed, just in case anyone thought it was the Titanic with isn't a really that, happy ending. <laughs> isn't that their way of saying we're cotton to the chase? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> SOS, interestingly, um, SOS, I believe, f- stands for Save Our Souls, doesn't it? Yes, I believe That's so. That's what we look to you course, for, Frank. In, in an irreligious age, mm. you think they'd have changed that? Yeah. Well, we didn't know back then. What would it... Save our skins. But then it sounds like you're leaving your body to dermatology. <laughs> Someone yeah. says I can hear every mouse click. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like um, George Eliot, Middlemart, saying it wouldn't, if you felt everyone else's pain, it would be like being able to hear the grass grow. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Absolute radio. <laughs> Where real literature matters. Um... I always imagine that the horror of hitting the iceberg yes. would be slightly softened by seeing about a hundred penguins fall over at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that would be true? We didn't act with uh, actual ice, as I recall. <laughs> no. There was a lot of int night. But did, did you have to stand on, on like... We stood on deck. Floors oh, that yeah. were at an uh, acute <laughs> angle. Did you Where have to did do you? a lot of that? Yeah. No. Or did do, you have to jump a lot, They fix it in post, love. Yeah. They fix it in post. Where did you oh. film it? Um, some studio, I can't remember where. Was it time? Well, I can't remember. I was about seven years old. Okay, a London-based studio. It might have been Pine. Had it happened then? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you rascal. <laughs> Don't you think, Jerry? Um, Jewish... <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a Jewish question. Steve is Jewish, so I can ask him this. Don't, what do you call it? Don't you think that if you became a rapper, you could do a lot worse as a Jewish rapper than being called Iceberg? Oh, yeah. Be perfect. Yeah. You can have that, Steve. <laughs> Find a new career. Well, I don't think I can do the Jewish rapper thing. I don't think no. people would like it, but you, obviously, are. Yeah, go for it. Have you ever rapped on stage? I bet you have. 
Um, we, I mean, we did it. Come on, you yes. have. We did, yeah, we did do a... I mean, it, but it's one of those things... You know when you look back on a comedy career and you do things that you kind of go, I hate it when a comedian raps, and then you go, oh, we did that exact thing that I've just said I hated. Yeah. So we did a rap. I did a rap with the obese comedian Greg Davis. Oh, I, I wouldn't say he was obese. Well, he's no Obelix. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's more of a... Oh, I, I I'd say he's wish just... I hadn't started that sentence. <laughs> you know what? I'd say, I'd say I think he's Ronnie impressive. Big, Ronnie Biggs once said. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What about um, Gareth Malone? Oh, yeah. You know him, the choir master. I know him. He'd be perfect, wouldn't he? For what? Himmler. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the haircut and it everything. Good, yeah. actually. Yeah. We've had a couple of correctionis mm. coming in. Yeah. Where to start? Correctionis, <laughs> correctionis. Ole, ole, ole. Go on. Uh, a couple of people have texted to say that SOS doesn't actually stand for anything. Rubbish. Uh, that it was just easier to type in in Morse code. So, uh,. Well, because it's, it's dot, 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 dash, 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 dot, dot, dot. Yeah, and some someone, nine two, 628, has said mm. that it's just dot, dot, dash, dash, dot, dot, which has blown oh, my mind. I love this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do the rest of the show in Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Well, why didn't they just make it S, then? <laughs> that would have been easier, wouldn't it? Well, 990 says, when I was about when six... When you say 990, <laughs> do you mean... Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean the prisoner. Oh, yeah. says, when I was about six, our family drove through the Birkenhead Tunnel, Birkenhead, which had emergency telephones signed with SOS to show where to get help. I asked what SOS meant, and my nan said, save our souls. Yes. This led me to believe there was some kind of prayer station at regular <laughs> intervals in the tunnel. <laughs> which I think is quite a good idea, really. It's a lovely idea. Yeah, the Save Our Souls station. Well, people always say... So you're saying it didn't stand for Save Our Souls? It's it's just, a, it's, uh, supposedly well, that's an urban myth that has... Oh, what kind of an urban myth is that? I know, I know. It's this not, is what people I mean, do. it's not up there with Marilyn Manson <laughs> being the kid from the Wonder Years, is it? <laughs> no, no, honestly. Oh. Uh, and then, and then uh, a few people have also pointed out that the Titanic hit the iceberg in the Northern Hemisphere. So there yeah. would have been no penguins. Three nine three. No penguins um, in the northern no hemisphere. No penguins. Yeah, I'm sure you. You know. heard it here first. There are no penguins in the northern hemisphere. What about the North Pole? None there. I think they're all south of the south of the equator. Your penguin. I don't know. I can afford to live in the south. <laughs> so much price here, isn't it? Yeah, they must have must have a few more. Frank. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Speaking of which, I went to the Natural History Museum this oh, week. Oh, I miss my evenings out with skeletons. I miss yes, fashion. Um, you can always come out with me. <laughs> I, um, I've got to be honest, of all the human beings I know, I'm probably less interested in natural history than anyone. Oh. Um, Oh. But um, my, my, my son wanted to see the dinosaurs, so we went and we generally looked around. I, have you been to the Natural History Museum in recent times? Not since they changed the... Uh, they, got rid, was it they got rid of the Diplodocus. I've not been since they got rid of... I think they called it Dippy. Yes. Well, 
They have a lot of stuffed animals in there. It's Don't take this the wrong way, but I see it as quite 70s, which is why I haven't been in some time. <laughs> well, the, the, the stuffed animals... Um, how can I put this? Because I'm really... I, although I'm not interested in natural history particularly, I'm very glad it exists. My son, we had five hours there. Yeah. We had a lovely time. But they're, they, they've seen better days, the stuffed animals. Oh, yeah. There was a... The koala was basically white. It, it looked like they'd had it in the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. It was like a snow koala, if there is such a thing. Snowala, they'd call them, wouldn't they? If they, if they had. Do they have snow in Australia ever? 8, 12, 15. It's um, happened sometimes, yeah. Do they... Um, oh, I don't like that. No. See. Honestly, it wasn't... It's um, broken Britain, Frank. It, They're not it, paying the bills for the cleaners. It it was it wasn't good, and um, I had to explain because my, my son had re, um, had recently been given a toy koala by uh, an Australian friend of mine, mm. and of course he was uh, confused at the, the yeah. difference in shade. Is there a snowy koala? No, of course there isn't. They live in Australia. <laughs> I think they've all got chlamydia as well. They do. That yeah. is a, a big problem. Probably shouldn't talk about that on Breakfast Radio. Koalas, oh, go to, they go I'm to university, sorry, they I'm act recklessly. I'm just taking a little squ- uh, picture of the producer's face when we said that. <laughs> no, I'm just doing <laughs> no, it as a health warning. And, Frank, not only yeah, that. This one looked like it had got something. <laughs> not only it looked like it had seen a ghost, this what? koala. They're, you don't want to hang out with koalas. They have STDs and um, they're, uh, there's no easy way of saying this, but they're, uh, they're strung out. Most of the time. Yeah, but on the eucalyptus. This one they're was, druggies. This as well. one looked like it had been working STDs. on it had been working on Britain's most haunted. <laughs> it was so pale. <laughs> oh dear. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from eight. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. And um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall is with us this morning. Hold on, I'll see if I've got a suitable uh, Um, you can text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, so we're in the Natural History Museum, and you were really disappointed by the somewhat threadbare koalas. Um, threadbare, that's a good pun. <laughs> they're not actually bears, I think, are they? One of the great discoveries of the 21st century is they're not bears. Koalas. Horrible eyes. <laughs> Um, I like their eyes. I, I think find, the eyes. I find them gross. I think the eyes on toy koalas look more like real eyes than the eyes on koalas. Yeah, and that's always a good thing. Um, so yeah, so, so there was the white, the albino koala. Yeah, and and generally that. I mean, I, I feel bad saying it, but they need a whole new um, batch of stuffed animals. And is it still all right, taxidermy? Is, is it one of the things that's gone under the um, political correctness sledgehammer? Oh, I, yeah. that's true. Well, I think I a lot know. of this, because the, the, the new blue whale, I think it's really old, isn't it? The bones <clears throat> of the blue whale. It's something like the late 1800s, I think. Oh, is it that so, old? Wow. I th- it's either that old. It's, and and you call, the, you're the one who called it the new blue whale. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly the diplodocus was similarly ancient. Well, it would have to be. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not suggesting they top up the dinosaur bones. No, cause that, no but that, they, they look terrible. They look like really bad pyjama cases, most of the animals in there. Did they? Yeah. Maybe I'm there'll sorry. be koalas in the same way that we can donate ourselves to science. Maybe there'll be a koala that 
will happily donate itself to the, uh, well, I t- the Natural I'll History Museum. Well, I tell you Museum. what, I wouldn't want his eyes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> they had, they got Darwin's pigeons in there, which was the pigeons that Charles Darwin used for some of his um, ghastly experiments, oh. I think. Are they the real ones, then? Yeah, they're his actual pigeons. Mm-hmm. You, you look. You both look astonished. Just tell me well, no, I just yeah. always think it's like in the London dungeons when they say, here are the actual rats that caused the plague. <laughs> and that puts the fear of God into me. Yeah, I don't. Is that um, true? What enough? if the perspex broke? Well, these are actually in a box and they're called... Uh, you see, well, they're so all I... in a box. Everything starts in but a they box. Are, they are just pigeons, though. Is that, is that are they just normal pigeons? But they're Darwin's pigeons. Well, I reckon, I reckon someone's lost them at some point. I reckon that's the sort of thing someone would someone would go, "Oh God, there's a dead pigeon in here. This is disgusting." And they throw it away. No. Like they, they were Darwin's what about pigeons. Nine five three. Who says Steve Hall has a hot voice? Really? Yeah, <laughs> the the, rea- the the 3D reality though is terrible. It's um, very disappointing. I wouldn't say terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to champion ugly people this morning. <gasps> it's a joke. I'm a sort of no. I'm a cross between David Baddiel and Mark Watson. That's, that's sort of <laughs> in my case face. you're wondering. <laughs> oh, but science, which is very very cool nowadays, you can't get round the fact for all its mm. coolness <laughs> and its trend being on trend. It is the the regal home of vivisection. <laughs> I mean, it's very big on um, on gassing things and cutting yeah, things yeah. off. So, um, you know, Darwin, they, they, they look fairly unharmed. He must have, yeah. uh, he'd have been a good uh, I presume, I presume you mean Charles Darwin's pigeon, not John Darwin, the canoe man's pigeons. <laughs> now, didn't you fancy his son? Yeah, of course uh, I did. He was uh, one of my obscure crops, the son he? of um, John Darwin, canoe man. <laughs> and I only had one photograph to base it on, and it was a, quite a serious feature about him <laughs> in the Sunday Times magazine, and I, cut it, I may have cut it out. Ah. <laughs> he died, um, John Darwin, the canoe man, oh. and they played... Um, Row, row, row the boat. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. No, it's not true. <laughs> and it's, actually great believe, John, they, uh, it's believable that John Darwin would have pigeons because that's maybe how he communicated with his wife. I'll <laughs> <laughs> tell you what, there is a very... Because I don't want to say... Don't, it's, 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 a, it's a very interesting place if you're into that sort of thing, just rubbish stuffed animals. But... Um, they have a simulation of a Japanese earthquake, which was... Oh, nice. I think I've done that. So you go into like a supermarket, supermarket and yeah. you can see yeah. on the CTTV the real thing and, and the floor's moving under your feet. Wow. I've been that, on that, That's Frank. exciting. That's, yeah. we, we had twice, we had two earthquakes. We had an aftershock. <laughs> it was, that was great. So I'm interviewing Al Gore this week. So when he brings up earthquakes, I can say, yeah, I, I know about earthquakes. I mean, you drop that in, that's quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. I know about earthquakes, Al. Don't have to tell him. I've been there, done that. Turn on the simulator at the natural. I don't have to tell him that part. (laughs) What he doesn't know won't hurt him. Um, Actually, if that's true of alcohol, is it? It's what he does know that's going to hurt maybe all of us. Yeah. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. We've just had a text from 8.12 suggesting another Himmler being Sven Goran Eriksson. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad not suggestion. Bad. I love that he's 8.12. That's why he listens to us. Oh, perfect, yes. Yeah. What if he's age 15? Oh, come that'd on, that'd be amazing. Too good, too good to believe. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this week uh, saw the bowing out. Speaking of the Natural History Museum, saw the bowing <laughs> out of uh, one of the greats uh, of British culture, Prince Philip. Oh, yes. He's finally retired. Philip. 
He has. He, got a, he, he got wore a, a bowler hat and a Colombo mat. Yeah. That was a very Mr. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. Sort of shades of a clockwork orange to that uh, that bowler hat. I wish I he'd worn the white overalls with the bowler hat <laughs> and had one eye very made up. That would have been but brilliant. But there was something about the bowler hat and the sort of brown mac that did look a bit um, removal man in the 40s. Yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the gas mat. Yeah, yeah. I rather liked it. And they played for He's a Jolly Good Fellow. They used to say that when I was a kid. Some people would say he's got a face as long as a gas man's <laughs> Mac. <laughs> I miss uh, the days when the odd job man would dress properly. Um, yeah, so it, I suppose it is. You can't get round the end of an era. It is. It, it absolutely is. But it's kind of because obviously he's retiring. And you know how sometimes when people retire, they then become more irascible and a bit more racist? Mm. Which, in his case kind of beggar's belief if you can go further Well, I that. think people used to... the Just general extreme comments of all kinds from the elderly, people used to be more tolerant yeah. of than they are right, yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to that, <laughs> that freedom. <laughs> but I think now even if like, you know, your grand says something, you're supposed yeah. to really tell them off. Yeah, yeah. I think you're supposed to get their arm really high up their backs as well until <laughs> they sat, so they say something different. I, um, I found it quite moving some, some, because he's done, what was it, 22,219 solo engagements. You know what? I tried to do the math on mm. that of how many a year. How many a year is that? Can we work I out? I think. Can we get some boffins on that, I please? I think it's about 322. A year. That's Can that possibly be? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much one a day. This character, with the old, it's only a few days, a few days off a year. I mean, imagine the level yeah. of small talk he's well, done. Yeah. I wonder if there's any. He thinks if he thinks it's more, there's like some that have to go to the dubious solo engagements committee. Oh yeah, right! Get chalked off te- technically. Steve, stop wobbling the table. The assist is given to Prince Andrew. Stop wobbling the table, Steve. <laughs> it reminds her of SOS Titanic. <laughs> He's the, the poster boy for plus ones the world over. <laughs> oh, he re- he's a poster boy for the get back love, which um, we've all had. Well, you haven't, Frank. Well, but at the premiere when you turn up and you're you with think- someone famous and they say, get back love. Do you think um, people just hand him a mobile phone to take a picture of them and the Queen without saying, <laughs> would you take a photo? That's what they did to Kath. They just give her the phone yeah. and then they put their arm around me and she's supposed to guess the rest and yeah. not worry about common politeness. And does she, does she ever then deliberately do a bad photo to... Uh, not deliberately. <laughs> well, I had this at the boxing with Frank and other things I never thought I'd say. <laughs> and um, someone said, oh, let's take a picture of you. I don't want to be on your roll. <laughs> no, it's... Um, but generally, let me say, people are lovely. They are. Um, <laughs> what, what I've been enjoying... There's loads... Because, obviously, the coverage of, of Prince Philip has been quite in-depth. There's, there's things I didn't know. There's, they've, you know. They've been doing the full list of his quotes. Mm. There are things I'd never known. Be, you know, you know the famous ones. Be careful ones. what you're saying. Oh, no, yeah. no, no. This, this is... Yeah, lo, lo, less so the offensive ones. That's not the greatest okay. hits. I love... Apparently, he told a 13-year-old child who wanted to work in space, uh, yeah. and he told that child, you're too fat to be an astronaut. And I'd never heard that one. Wow. Uh, and apparently he said to Tom Jones after a Royal Variety performance, he said, what do you gargle with, pebbles? Oh. And I quite enjoyed that. I thought that was yeah. quite Yeah, it doesn't charming... mean anything. Like so many um, yeah. things that the people laugh at with the Royals, <laughs> doesn't actually mean anything. Does it? <laughs> what does it mean, that? Well, he left, uh, he said to the Marines, he said, uh, you should all be locked up. 
That's that was his parting shot because they'd done a charity run. They'd done some big, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes. That might be an insight into his view on the treatment of mental health. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> He's... Um, we should be nice about him yeah. this week, I think. I, I, also, I, I imagine the local wildlife are a bit nervous to hear that he's retiring yeah. from public life. Yeah. <laughs> See if you can catch a new koala for the... Uh... I didn't know that one of his titles is Baron Greenwich. Which sound, that, sounds that. Like a, that sounds like a, like a tasty geezer. All right, Baron Greenwich. I think yeah. it sounds like someone from Danger Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, isn't there even someone... Baron Greenback, is it? Yeah, Silas von Greenback. I don't know. I must catch up on Danger Mouse. <laughs> Didn't they redo it recently? I've never seen they, it, they darling. I think Alexander Armstrong was one of the voices. He's in everything, Alexander Armstrong. Here's a question. I twelve fifteen. Does the Queen wear a paper crown at Christmas time? <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I, on the subject of royal duties, mm. I learnt recently, and I was really taken aback by... Wouldn't you say, if if you were approaching the age of 100, mm-hmm. what is one of the things that you would absolutely expect? <laughs> mm-hmm. It wow. would be a signed yeah. card from the Queen. You want that telegram, yeah. Yeah. Um, now... You get the card from the Queen, but the signature is printed. Is that right? Not actually written. So did it used to be her actual signature? Yeah. Which is obviously what you... What's the point of a yeah, printing? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when I told you yeah. I wrote to Dennis Law and asked for his autograph and he sent me a flyer for shredded wheat? <laughs> I do remember and that. And had his printed autograph yeah. and I was disgusted. <laughs> the Queen's doing the same thing. <laughs> And not not just been advertising yeah. trade. Well, if, if Philip gets that in four years' time and it's printed, he'll just be like, "Come on, Liz, you could have." I think it's poor. I think her argument is she's getting older, and so's everybody else. Well, aren't, we, aren't we all, dear? <laughs> yeah, but the argument is more hundred-year-olds oh, than there used to be. I wonder how many hundreds. <clears throat> what are they called? Centenarians or Cent- not yeah. centurions? <laughs> but um, centenarians. Oh yeah, yeah, lovely thing. But how many are there per year? You'd think she could manage a proper signature. Someone's a hundred. It's a yeah, spe- yeah. I think that put, that put me off. <laughs> <laughs> it did. I think you got to make a bit more. You know, we've all done signings when you do like a thousand in a go. That's going to keep it going for a bit, surely. <laughs> yeah. Collectors' cards. That's what you should get from the Queen. Yeah. The only way I've ever signed my autograph a thousand times is as a teenager practicing. <laughs> <laughs> never, never have that. I'm sorry I brought it up now. <laughs> I, one, of, one, of the, one of the songs that they played uh, for him was Life on the Ocean Wave. Oh, I love and, that. And I realise that's one of those songs where I don't know any of the words. There, you know, there are certain <laughs> songs where you just repeat the title. All a life the on the ocean wave. A life on the ocean wave. I, just I only know the, the, um, the Matey remix. <clears throat> yes. New mate, it's a bundle of fun yeah. or whatever like that, yeah. Yeah, so a Life on the Ocean Wave 2.0, I know. It'll <laughs> wash the bath as well. Yeah. Oh, it's that, I don't, that's a little bit before my time. That's a, so what, it, it advertised oh, it by saying it cleans your bath as well. Yeah, it cleans the bath. That was the point Fantastic. of matey, is that you didn't need to, um, the ladies, back in the day it was the ladies. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, they didn't need to do that, didn't need to scrub the ring. It was all done. Wow, that's 
They should bring it back. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's actually I'm going away. I'm bringing Matey back. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it might still be around. Frank, I like that you just moved on so swiftly from <laughs> I'm bringing Matey back. I, d- I don't get that. What does it mean? I'm bringing Sexy back was a Justin Timberlake song. Oh, well, I didn't know what, it, I didn't know what the damn thing meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was just moving. Now I'm starting to sound like the Duke of but Edinburgh. What about when Tim Ryan did an impression or did it for Let's Dance for Comic Relief and you were the judge? He had a white hat. It looked oh, a bit like he worked in Tesco's it? fish debt department. Oh, I remember that. But he had the white hat and the That's white suit. Do you sang. remember? Yes. Yeah. Duke of Edinburgh looked so red at that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> His face looked so red. Actually, I've worked out what he looks like, Frank. He looked like he was coming out of Sotheby's moving a work of art with that overall jack coat <laughs> yeah, and the bowler hat. He was moving a painting from Sotheby's. In the bowler hat, he looked like if Darth Maul had got a job in the city, is what he looked like. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I think it was quite a classy departure of uh, Phil's. I'm glad there was no tears or anything like that. Mm. Oh, not with Pippi. He just, uh, he didn't even look back. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of that, because when I leave parties, I do what's called a French goodbye, Steve, which is... um, it's rude, essentially. <laughs> I just leave. Don't say that. I don't say goodbye, goodbye I you were to say the you host. You kiss everyone with tongues in a French goodbye. But... Well, obviously that's an Emily goodbye. <laughs> but I just think it's better because I don't want to ruin their evening. And if I say I'm going, they'll think the whole party's over. Hmm. And also just that sense that everyone's leaving, it makes you feel panicky. I just let them sit there in their ignorance. Well, I've, I've often, I've spent longer saying goodbye at a party <laughs> than I spend sort of being at the party, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And I, 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 I like to leave without saying goodbye because then I can yeah. later claim that I stayed a little bit later than I did. Can I give you a little uh, tip at? Always say... About 11.30 I stayed till. I've been doing it for about 25 years. No-one's ever questioned it. Normally I left <laughs> yeah. at 9. But I say, oh, it's 11.30, quarters to 12. Midnight gets dangerous, because they might have noticed. <laughs> 11.30. I it think is... people, when I leave now, they play a life on the ocean way. Whatever the next line is. If anyone knows... That, that <laughs> I think it begins a life on the ocean <laughs> wave. Da, 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 da. If it's got to be something like something, something life for me. I had this problem with um, Frosty the Snowman. My whole life I've gone Frosty the Snowman. Was it da, 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 da. He's got to be was a very, wasn't he a very something? Very special guy. <laughs> or is that, <laughs> is that Jeremiah? Is that, is that Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a bullfrog? Yeah, Jeremiah was a he well, was I'm a good friend of mine. I know that second. I'm getting line. a bit worried about Frank's relationship with Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> I always found Frosty the Snowman a bit aloof. How <laughs> <laughs> about you? <laughs> like that Doctor No, very negative, <laughs> very negative character. Um, I think that there's um, th- there was a bit of sort of. Um, anti-royal in the comments I saw. Oh, was there? What did they say? You know, stuff like, it's not really work, is it? Because I think some people are angry that Jeremy Corbyn had said, congratulations on a very well-earned retirement. Right. And you think, steady on, comrade. <laughs> <laughs> don't, um, don't, don't, don't knock the house of cards down you've built now, mate. <laughs> um, but I, when no I one talks t- about my pippy like that. But when I did the math, I think he, he's done... 
I just think it is work, isn't it, turning up, especially when you're 90. Absolutely, yes. What about when they played uh, sailing, Rod Stewart? Did they play that as well? Yeah. They did. Yeah. I like it when I the band has that. to play a modern you got the set list? <laughs> <laughs> For the Royal Marines, farewell to the Duke of Edinburgh. What else would have been on it? I've got it on it's, my... It's, uh, it's a playlist yeah. I've got now. I listen to it every day when I'm, I have Kenya West Stronger yeah. and then the Royal Marines set list. It's, it's all, a, it's all, it was all aquatic. <laughs> it was all aquatic themed. <laughs> Oh, was it? Um, oh. So because I think because of the Marines and his his history in the Navy, so maybe it would have been my heart will go on. They could have done my Bonnie lies over the ocean. Yeah, I love that one. If he, I love working out to that. If he'd have done something really bad, he'd have had to sit on the nautical step. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I tell you what, I don't like about the. Uh, well, when when they get their most praise, the royals, is when they've done something which the the press have decided is down to earth. Yeah. And the last thing I want the royal family to mm. be is down oh, to earth. No. I, I want them to be at a level of poshness <laughs> that they operate as like laboratory specimens <laughs> that you can yeah. look at from the outside. That's their job, isn't it? Well, yeah, down yeah. to earth. I can look out the window. Yeah. So, so instead, so obviously he was being praised for the nonchalant way he he finished. So, would you want him to just kick a peasant? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not saying well, go this that so, far. This sometimes but... comes out with Steve, though, Frank. He, he did go to a private school, and privilege <laughs> sometimes gets the better of him. It, they were. It is. It, you're right, though. They were doing it as if he was so down to earth. I was wondering what they wanted him to do, like if he kissed the badge. Or sort of turned, did it like a you know? If he kissed the badge, that would have been great. Yeah. If it had been like a footballer yeah. leaving, I'd have loved that. If he'd have done that clapping above his head, <laughs> oh, I'd have loved that. That would have been it really and thrown off, his shirt yeah, into the yeah. crowd. Gives his shoes to a oh, no, that gives his shoes a to a ten-year-old child waiting by the gates. <laughs> thrown thrown a towel at a middle-aged man, <laughs> resulting in a tussle. What's or if he, had his, na- if he had his name printed on his back and just pointed to it with two thumbs. <laughs> I think he has to have it printed on his on his front now, just sort of as an aid to memoir. <laughs> and you've yeah, wandered around clapping in the manner of sort of Martin Keown at a testimonial. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think these things through. No. I was, my pro-royal thing is that there's a lot more gingers now than there used to be. And as the father of a ginger child, oh, I think yeah. it's important they have champions. It used to just be, well, it used to just be the corgis. <laughs> <laughs> and then for oh, Henry VIII, in fairness. Was he ginger? Oh, was he ever? And, of course, he wouldn't have got any acting work. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolutely. Um, yeah, um, Fergie, of course, who married in it. But now Harry is probably the... Harry's the ginger. He's the champion. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Diana gingers. brought it from her family. God rest her soul. It's the gingers in her yeah. family? Yeah, her the brother, the, the, yeah. the, the brother uh, who, gave the, who gave the lovely speech. Uh, he, Duke of Earl? Yeah. Oh, yeah, him. Was he ginger? Yeah, I think I think so. Mm, okay. well, it's all good. It's all good. Because there's a picture of him as a stroppy teenager in the wedding in mm. 1981, and he's got very long, they've got, lustrous. They've got Titian. All right, calm down, dear. <laughs> they've got Titian in their game. Do you think um, when they play cards together, mm. the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh, that she says stuff like, "Oh, I've just got a, 
a me flush. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a Jack Queen me and a me flush. Yeah. The thing is, at their age, a me flush, they might need to reach for the tenor lady. That's it. But do, <laughs> but do they do jokes about being the Queen and stuff? I, I really hope they I do. I bet it gets old, though. Come on. I mean, how old are these people? <laughs> yeah, but that's good because they won't remember. They can do the same jokes every day. <laughs> it's an enormous plus. The, but so, the, if they got rid of the royal family, which some people talk about, apparently one of the big problems is who would you put on the coins? Oh, yeah. Uh. Who would you put? <clears throat> it, it would be, then it would just be a t- national treasures fighting yes. each other. Claire Baldin. <laughs> yeah, I would put... Gary Lineker, yeah, I think you, Frank, you could you'd no, be in no, the running. No, now you're being ridiculous. Can you imagine if Frank was on a tenor? Oh, oh come but, on. Um, well, I did have that one night stand with uh, Pavarotti. <laughs> 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 yeah, but who would you put on? Who would you put if you on? didn't have on? the Royals? Because yeah. Well, you'd have to have people who never go out of style, because you cut that, and that's the problem: is that people get into so many disgraces and scandals. Yeah, yeah you, you have to have people who never go out of yeah. style. Otherwise, if they'd done it twenty years ago, Neil Morrissey would be on the coin. Make any sense? The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Do other countries, can I ask this, do other countries have their current monarch on the coins? Oh, good question. Well, or I don't are, know the answer to that, but... Um, in America, it's um, like... George Washington and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's it? old it's presidents. Not, like, Donald Trump wouldn't be on a, a coin. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he'd fit. can't think of one he'd fit. Mike, <laughs> Mike Pence would just be confusing, wouldn't he? I'd love it if Donald Trump, Trump was on a coin, but the hair was just cut off at the end. <laughs> Didn't quite make it on the whole thing. <laughs> it cut, there's not a Poor his, Donald. His I've had fat. a suggestion from uh, Susie Applin. You're familiar with her, Frank. Um, Acclaimed yes. producer and an idea friend. She says David Attenborough. Has to be. Oh. What do you think of that suggestion? Well, he, he needs to sort the koalas out at the Natural <laughs> History Museum Festival. Um, I thought, as someone who wasn't a sort of statesman type, but... Is he national treasure, then? Is he liable to be... Is there anything going to come out about David Attenborough that's going to... Because once you've stamped the coins, yeah, you don't want yeah. a scandal. Yeah. Is that from when he was controller of BBC Two? Oh, yeah. Well, I just think oh, yeah, of all those, dad's boss. all those oh, antelopes he? yeah. he's allowed to be teared to pieces for the oh, <laughs> that would be how heartbreaking if there was, like, an outtake from from yeah. a lonely planet or something like that. Well, right? Steve, with, him, with him actually tearing apart an antelope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Are you familiar with Frank's on David Attenborough? No, no. OK, Frank, would you just r- remind it's, Steve? Is there, are there Catherine Jenkins levels? No, no I just, he just thinks I he's cruel. That, I think that if I saw an antelope by a waterhole and a lion was coming, <laughs> I would shout... Lion! <laughs> I wouldn't just. I wouldn't not only let it happen, but film it. I like so. Could almost you like feel, you're playing would football, you feel, like you're shouting, "Man on!" Would you feel happy about filming if you was out in the jungle and you saw a lion ripping apart an antelope? Would you feel happy about filming it? That's on a your good phone, question. or would you think, actually, this is a bit ghoulish? <laughs> 
Ghoulish. So you're implying his entire career in natural history is some kind of weird fetish? Not a fetish necessarily, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't. If it happens, Ethan, if it I happens. thinks it's amoral to stand by. I think to not warn somebody is it? You can't line warn the antelope. Why not? Well, how are you going to tell them? You just Wait. shout. So, do you reckon there's an outtake? So, when the when the little lizard escapes the snakes, that you can actually in the background hear Attenborough going, "Oh, damn, he got away." I bet if you was to look back at those old ones, you'd see the odd six-inch nail right through the antelope's hoof. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose Churchill's your obvious. Yeah. Yeah, but people would probably object to him now. No, they probably would. Do you know what I mean? Too associated with smoking. Cigars <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, the obesity crisis, <laughs> let's face it. The smoking thing, that's, that's why the French don't have Joan of Arc. Yeah. <laughs> We've always got to go for fictional characters. It'll have to be sort of Mr Ben Sherlock or... Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, What about yeah. that Obelix? He's got a lot of air time yeah. this morning with the blue and white trousers. Roy of the Rovers. Roy Cropper. Be. He sums up no, a no, British man. Andy Cap. What about Shakespeare? That's neutral. Yes. He's That's on the money already. No, but on the coins. Oh, on the coins, OK. Yeah, it's interesting how <laughs> these very famous, like Jane Austen, and they get on the, the They notes, get on the money. But the, yeah. the Queen keeps the coins to herself. <laughs> yeah. You're right, she won't share those coins. No. No. Hmm. Uh, anyway. Um, what else? <laughs> uh, we've had a, a text from 653 on the subject of natural history. Um... Uh, 653 went to the Natural History Museum in Ulaanbaatar in Mongolia. Wow. Uh, and said that there was a parrot hanging upside down from its perch <laughs> and the fish had googly eyes stuck on. <laughs> Why do they say what, googly those, eyes like joke shop eyes? Those like ones on, on springs. <laughs> <laughs> the parrot, that could happen over time, couldn't it? The parrot <laughs> gradually <laughs> slide you know round. If I was going to commit any sort of act of vandalism, that would be it. I'd go in, I'd sneak into the Natural History Museum, I've got contacts everywhere, and <laughs> stick on those googly eyes onto all the exhibits. I would love that. Albino koala with the googly them. eyes. If you saw them, it would only embellish. Because yeah. you might get away with it for decades, because there's so many of, so many animals there, it could just be... They just need some more sawdust. I'd get away with it. I'd be like the Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. I'd be like the caretaker. This is, a, this is the Marty Feldman parrot. Yeah. Hey, so what's the uh, politically... You're, you're very politically correct, Steve. What's, <laughs> what's the PC stance on taxidermy in 2017? I, I think it's still... Acceptable, I'm going to guess, but it, presumably you have to have written consent from the parrot or something like I that. I think it's all right with roadkill. <laughs> That's what I want to do, is I want to collect roadkill and then put together a composite animal <laughs> of the surviving Frank, Frank someone's Fra- suggesting Frank. Ozzy Osbourne on a coin, Andy and Lynx. Well, that's not going to work. No, I think you might find he's got... Actually, skeletons aren't even in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> I think he destroyed the cupboard with his bare hands. Yeah. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Oh, after you. After you. After you. After you. <laughs> See, this never happens in acting. No, <laughs> I know, it's so true. Don't do that again. It's so true. But it happens in life. Yeah, always happens in life. Steve? Well, we've been talking about uh, Prince Philip standing down after a very long time. Yeah. Uh, of course, in the news this week, there was someone who left their job after a very short time. Oh, yeah. Mr Scaramucci. An- Anton- Anthony Scaramucci. The Mooch. Yeah. Can no one say anything about Fandango, please? Because that's a very basic bloke. There's been a lot of people doing that on Twitter, and I, I don't, won't tolerate it. Yeah. Mm. And it's interesting, <laughs> my, my mind goes more to Scaramanga from the Bond films. than. Oh, I like that in you. 
Mm. That's, oh, good. That gets the thumbs up. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, it does. I like that. Yeah, it's the one in Enemy of the World when Patrick Troughton plays the Doctor and the Enemy. Isn't he called something like Scaramander? Oh, yeah, I'll probably yeah, know yeah. that. Let me have a yeah. think. Oh, no, I <laughs> don't. <you>. <laughs> um, yes, well, this plug came out of nowhere. And um, like- what I liked is that, that, that someone said that Mr. Trump... President Trump thought that his comments to a reporter were inappropriate for a, per- <laughs> for a person in that position. Yeah. This is from Donald Trump. And, man, you've really got to go off the scale if Trump's going, oh, hold on a minute. Remember, remember where, where we are. But the people with the MAGA caps, they, are, they don't like... The, the, they like you to work clean. What, the uh, Make America Great yeah. Again? Yeah, I'm sitting on the porch on the rocking chair. I don't know. Don't like Some blue. of the things that he has said about ladies, for example. They seem to forgive that all right. Oh, that's okay, yeah. But you just can't use Category C swear words. No. Which I believe he did. Yeah. And to a journalist on the record, that's the most remarkable thing. Mm. It's not just... It wasn't on a hot mic or something like that. It was... He specifically phoned a journalist to say these ridiculous things. But I know we all have our problems with um, President Trump, but has there ever been a more exciting time in American politics? Every day. It's it's amazing. It's like... It's like... um, Captain America Civil War. (laughs) It's it's, it's like everyone's falling out and it's endlessly. Yeah. I've stopped watching box sets. You don't need to watch any <laughs> any entertainment at all. You know well, when he said he wanted to get rid of fake news? He's done it by replacing it with so much real news. <laughs> there's no room for it. Fake news sounds pretty tame. They do say the secret to happiness in all these self-help books and all sorts of therapy and things and retreats, they always say the secret to that is to really not care what others think of you. Hmm. And in fairness, that is how he lives his life. Have a, a grudging respect for it. <laughs> I would have been up all night thinking this will look really bad. I can't get rid of him already. I sort of think that he does care about how people think about him. He just said he misjudges it mm. a bit. Mm. I mean, I can't get round the fact that he's endlessly fascinating in a way no other American president has ever been. Yeah. Like, people, like a hundred years from now, when we history lessons at school, when you write about. The, the significant figures of the past. You can, you know, mm. there are reasons why someone did what they did. Whereas I feel sorry for any history student a hundred years from now writing about this period. So we're going, what were the motivations? Go, well, he was just a bit sleepy. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm jelly bags of anyone writing about this. I think it's brilliant. But I do like that uh, Scaramucci said he was focusing on his family, who <laughs> appear to have all abandoned him, <laughs> and his work in the private sector. Well, my favourite thing he said was that he hated the backstabbing in Washington and where he come from, they went in for front stabbing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm all for front stabbing. Yeah. But he really was... Like, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah. Like, he was like an extra from Saturday Night Fever. Yes. The way he would say some of those... I'm more, I worry about people that say, you know, the neighbourhood I grew up in, I always think, oh... <laughs> On Main Street. You know when yeah. you get to someone's house and you say, yeah. I'll park my car, and they go, oh, round here, you know, want to yeah. be careful. And you think, oh, don't <laughs> make yourself a hero because <laughs> two years ago somebody hit somebody in a pub three miles away. How he left, but we were talking about leaving, he said, I'm going to go dark for a while. I think that's quite classy. Yeah, he said, I'm going dark. And wow. I like that. He's going underground. It's very Lex Luthor, isn't it, approach <laughs> I'm to hoping he remains in the public eye. I'm thinking I might like Scaramucci. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. Good for him. Um, what's the shortest job you've ever had? 8, 12, 15. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. 
Absolute Radio. We've had a few uh, responses already to what's the shortest time you've ever been in a job. Yeah. 567 says, The shortest job I ever had was in 2009. I was late for my first day in a call centre. I got so angry and flustered, I reversed into an air conditioning unit on the side of the building when trying to park. I got out, looked at the damage and thought, stuff this, and drove home. <laughs> so I never got inside. Never, never. Oh, never What I'd like to do, if, that, if I made a, a short film about this... Oh. It's to cut to everyone dead in the um, office from <laughs> heat exposure. David, David Attenborough. <laughs> what about uh, 718? Hi, Frank, I once had a job watching machines make football scarves. And my only job was to stop the machine if the cotton reel was about to run out. <laughs> I lasted three days. And my, my uncle who got me the job could not understand why I'd given up such a good job. <laughs> That's Stefan from Nottingham. It's a, it's a good job if you want to, you know, someone in a pub says, what do you do? Yeah. It, you got the conversation is suddenly rocking straight away. Yeah. I work on the football scarf yeah. machine. I'd be happy with that. If you're that. watching the cotton and your name's Joe and you'd be Cotton Eye Joe, that would be the... Uh... <laughs> oh, that would be good. Yeah. Have you had any short jobs? But I've, I was fired from a job after two days. Uh, I was doing pot wash at a, a local restaurant. I beg your pardon. <laughs> and... Uh, What's uh, that? You wash pots? Yeah, yeah. You just oh. It's literally just the washing up boy. And I was so terrible at it. I, um, a, a bloke just directly went, get out of third gear. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, and they took me to one side after my second day and they basically <clears> said, this <throat> is the wrong job. They exactly really appreciated it. They said, you're a nerd. You need to do something with computers. You Anything physical you can't no, do. But, but, considering they're only nine you two days, they were over familiar. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I love get out of third gear. Oh, yeah, that's good. I mean, I about still, washing pots. Well, that's the thing I the say. The idea to, that there is a fifth gear yeah, when it comes to washing pots. It's a thing I, when I'm doing the washing up, I sometimes say it to myself as a little pet me up get out of third gear. <laughs> well, I suppose, there is, yeah, if you're doing it slow. Yeah, well, if, I, you, if you were that luster, well, and that's the thing. I, I was taking pride in the work, so I was trying oh, to make sure they were I clean. But, um, what's wrong with third gear? I mean, this was the eighties, I presume, or it was pre-speeding, <laughs> when it was considered good to go fast. Now, third gear is the ideal gear, I would say. <laughs> well, what what about yourself? What's the... I've had a few, um, but I worked for. I did canvassing for the Liberal Democrats <laughs> for nine hours. <laughs> Nine hours yeah. and that was it. Yeah, because I did some hours the day before and then I did three the next morning. Did, you wear, a ro- did you wear a rosette? <laughs> <laughs> Yellow sweatshirt with a, t- a shirt underneath? No. I did it and they would listen into your phone call and you'd have to go through these sort of... And I remember going through them thinking... Oh, you weren't knocking on doors. Oh. I didn't do that. I did it on the phone. And then I worked in a vintage clothes shop, but I smoked all day, so I made the clothes smell <laughs> ah. in Brighton. But their clothes are supposed to smell well, in vintage. Well, that's what I thought, but I don't think they want fresh smoke all over it. No, maybe not. <laughs> when I was a student, yeah. I did a day um, on, as crew at Birmingham Rep. Mm. And it was such hard work. I remember having to climb up these ladders with weights oh, to yeah. put on the the flies, you know, to get the curtains yeah. going. Yeah. And this guy, the bloke who was running the crew was called Sebastian. I'd never met anyone with a name <laughs> even like that before. <laughs> and um, I remember going there. I was so pleased I'd got the job and excited and thinking I'll probably end up as one of these actor managers like Sir Donald Wolfitt <laughs> <laughs> with my own travelling company and all that. And I never went day two. 
Oh, God. <laughs> and I, you know, I still look back and think, I, that could have been a great... I should have stopped with it. I yeah, could have been yeah. a theatre person. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Hugh Binky Beaumont, one of those sort of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so if you're listening, Sebastian, or anyone who knew him, I, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. Yeah. I just never got out of third gear. <laughs> Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio. We've had a, a, a tweet from Jules the Chef who says a good pot washer is worth their weight in gold. Mm. And they're always in fifth gear. <clears throat> he actually so. said, Steve, and that was very nice of you to correct, he actually said they were always in five gear. Yes. Which I yeah. prefer in some ways. And I was, I was a big fan of five. <laughs> so I was in wearing lots of their merch. Yeah. Everybody get up. Uh, I think... Uh, that was another thing he said to you. <laughs> it's, it is simply not good enough, third gear, if you're Oh, absolutely. I, I had no complaints when I was uh, ousted from my post. Mm. Well, not even rosacea. <laughs> um, so what else? We don't know if we already spoke to Steve. Yeah, we want to know what's going on in your well, life. Nice, Steve. I sort of, I'm enjoying. I always encourage Alan to do the Edinburgh Festival uh, if oh, possible because it means I might get to cover oh, on this. So it's a sort nice. of yearly uh, dipping my toe back in the absolute water. But if anyone's seen Alan, spotted him up there at the show or just on the street, let me uh, keep us posted. Yeah. Where's cocky, we could call it. <laughs> sort of, where are you, Mark, from the Big Breakfast yeah. motif? <laughs> they, used to do, they used to do a thing in the papers, um, things like the, the Daily Sketch. Mm. Whatever thing, that our man, he's at, um, he's at Southend-on-Sea today. Yeah. And if you approach him and you're carrying um, a copy of the paper, you get £5 or something yeah. like that. They don't oh, do yes. that yeah. anymore. Don't hold your breath with Alan. If you were, so yeah. you are Alan Cochran and I claim my five pounds. No, you, yeah, that, you're, that not, you're not going to get five pounds. That won't work. You might get a cuddle. <laughs> so, Steve, sorry, you were about to tell yeah. us about your well, life. So, so and I, we, when I did it last, I think I barely mentioned them. Uh, so, so since I've been last, probably I now have two children. I have uh, my daughter Polly. Congratulations. Is three. My son Joe is one. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just started nursery. Mm. Uh, a fortnight ago, and it's very, very weird. Suddenly, they started together. Yeah, yeah. We're starting together, Supolod. <laughs> oh, I don't know that one. Oh, that was uh, for a. Don't you know they were starting together? Oh, Miss Cathcart. <laughs> That's anyway. how I think about it. No, I didn't know she had a single out. <laughs> That's well, the trouble with those spaghetti straps. She was, um, <laughs> she was married to one of my gay godfathers. Oh, yeah. You was she a policeman? Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> I'll talk. So I've been enjoying. It's been. It's, I have a. I have relatively free time for the first time in three years, uh, and it's odd. Like the little f- tasks you think you're going to do. Uh, I live in rented accommodation, and there's a fairly filthy old fireplace there. And so I thought, now the children are out of the house, I shall investigate where the chimney sweeps still exist. Because uh, I wasn't sure. I, th- I thought it was a potential even whatever happened to. Hmm. Yeah. But no, because it's it's a, a an industry that thrives. Uh, you know, I think it's probably because they've got vans now. When I was a kid, you would literally see them walking around with brushes and ladder on their Did backs. You? Yeah. They were peripatetic. 
Oh, yeah, they were. <laughs> and dirty, really dirty faces. Yeah. Yeah, and but as lucky as lucky can be. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I've heard. Well, that's the thing. I think I romanticised what it would be. Mm. And then when a man just does a thoroughly professional job, doesn't make And was make he clean? Mess. Was he completely clean? He was clean? absolutely clean. He wow. was really polite. And it was really, I was kind of heartbroken. I wanted a, a sort of sooty-faced urchin yeah. to come in and, and say... Yeah, and some dancing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. go blimey, Mr. All. Your, your chimney stakes are right, old You want stakes. some ankle clicking from a sweep. <laughs> yeah. So how long does it take, a chimney um, job? He, he did it in 25 minutes. Wow! It was absolutely oh. brilliant. You're right, though. I, I didn't know they still existed. I... I it's the sort. Did you look in yellow pages? Uh, I, I did the internet. J. R. Hartley. My uh, name is Steve Hall. <laughs> 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 you you see, must have written a book about fly fishing. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have put money on that. It's a much smuttier version. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've had a text from zero one one. What was from up- uh, zero? Oh, okay. Uh, Out on the left from, wing. <laughs> mm. Who's uh, up in Edinburgh, and they said, I've seen Alan. In fact, I am Alan. I'm enjoying the show, everyone. <laughs> Looking oh. forward to having to give out a fiver. Oh. And I've, du- I've double-checked, I've cross-referenced the numbers, and it is the man himself. Oh. Well, really? if he's enjoying the show, it must not be going that well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the fact that he's spent the 50p... No, no, don't start on that. <laughs> <laughs> I say it with love. Al, we love you. There you go. Well, I'm, I'm glad I verified that it is Alan. I, I cross-reference with my own phone. Yeah. Oh, my, stop showing my off. Favorite, <laughs> well, it's just, it's my favourite story of the week involves mistaken identity, so I, I wanted to confirm it was Alan. Oh, yeah. Because did you hear about the priests in Cardiff? I've told you not to tell jokes like that, <laughs> exactly. see, with Frank here. He hates jokes that start like that. S- seven priests went into a pub. <laughs> <laughs> they were asked to leave the bar, weren't they? They were, indeed. The city arms in Cardiff. Hmm. They come in for a quiet drink. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah, they could be. They came in so, for a yeah, raucous so, drink. Seven I, think a, I think one of them had Fa- been ordained. Well, I think you'll find it was Father Peter McLaren. Oh, OK. Had been ordained that day. Ah. Okay. And so they were they were celebrating that. And these clowns at the City Arms <laughs> said, sorry, no can do. Well, they, yes, so they assumed... Well, they had a no-fancy-dress policy <laughs> at the City Arms, so the priests... Uh, yeah. They, uh, they it was have... ruined. Apparently one of the priests had some false boobs on, so that made it a bit <laughs> tricky. I don't think that is true. Take that back. I rescind my comments. They felt very bad when they found out and they got them free drinks. But I liked... Um, I've read a lot about this story because I enjoyed it. There are a number of photographs. One, they had the pint. But then I saw another slightly more off-duty photograph and there was two orange juices and a white wine. Ah, uh. I mean, they weren't going to get Jaeger bombs, were they, these chaps? <laughs> I thought they'd all had a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Any, yeah. any seven men standing behind seven pints yeah. of Guinness would look like priests. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds to me like it was a conga waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been, if they'd left by conga. Yeah. A congregation, if they're priests? Well, no, that is good. I that did, is very good. In Exmouth Market, which is in uh, sort of East London, getting on for East <clears> London, <throat> isn't it? I had some Jesuits hailed me a cab once. Mm. And I love those Jesuits. It's always made me like the Jesuit. There are quite a few of them. I think they'd been a similar... Do they get ordained as well? Does that happen across the board? Yes, it's it's an order, but they're all all the same. Well, they'd had a similar thing. They were celebrating someone uh, being made. 
And, um, yeah, that was lovely. I don't really go in pubs much now. Do do religious types still go in to collect in pubs? What does that mean? Well, for example, the Salvation Army used to go in selling the War Cry, their um, their newspaper. Oh, I see. Uh, does that still happen? I, I can't rec- recall seeing that. Oh. No. There used to be a guy um, who was come from the Catholic, the local Catholic um, hospice. Irish guy, and uh, my mate always called him Irwin, and I always thought his name was Irwin, and he just checked that out. It was an old guy. He turned out he called him Irwin, uh, Irwin rather, because um, Irwin was Rommel's first name, and this old Irish guy, if you put money in his tin, would say many tanks, <laughs> <laughs> many tanks, and because Rommel had many tanks, that's how he got the name. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. What a journey. Have you ever been mistaken for anyone that you're not? Well, yes. One of the the former controller of BBC One thought I was a waitress. And I was in a dressing room and held... I won't name the sex of the person because it might give it away, but held their hand out um, for champagne from me. I was wearing a black jumper and a white shirt. Oh, OK. In fairness. But it was thrust at me, the hand, in such an imperious manner. And... Um, I didn't know quite what to do, really. <laughs> so I, I poured it to the top, but then I made a point of going around hugging everyone to make it absolutely uh, clear no. that this person had made a terrible faux pas. See, do, Never do, worked again, Do you dear. remember an actor called Ronald Fraser? I do. He came up to me at the British Comedy Awards and said, <laughs> any news on my car? <laughs> and I said, I'll find out. And I went over to one of oh, the things that's... and I said, Ronald Fraser um, is look, looking for his car. So I, nice I, I haven't got the heart to say, how dare you? I don't mind it when they ask me. Dara Breen asked me for a coffee once, and I didn't mind. I was producing a TV show, so can you get us a coffee, love? I quite oh. liked it. What about when I was at that a driver mm. who um, spoke to me for ages about what a big fan he was of mine and how funny, and he thought <laughs> when he first came to this country, my show was the only show he watched, and he thought it was hilarious. And then after all that, he said, uh, do you still see the actress who played Betty? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, thank you um, so much for listening today. I'm off to do a podcast with Josh Widdicombe about 90s football. <laughs> so listen to that. That's my advice. Legend. Legend. <laughs> um, thank you very much, Steve, who will be back next week. And... Um, Keep keep those texts coming in. We want yeah. to keep a track on the We've cockerel. We've had another sighting of the cockerel, which I might save for next week. OK, yeah. lovely. So, um, yes, so bring on the feathers. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio.